So I was driving every day, two hours there, two hours home. So that was four hours every day. So I was doing three jobs, driving four hours every single day. So it's like now people will message me like, I posted three things on Instagram. I'm not getting followers. I'm like, girl. Hey ladies. Hey ladies and welcome back to Herspective and welcome back to what is it fall backwards daylight savings time. It's so dark so <laughs> early like I just hate it. I know actually obviously the one where you gain an hour was always better especially when I was younger I'd always work weekends um so then you, when you lose an hour you stay up all night and then you lose an hour of sleep it's like so detrimental so the one where you gain an hour is so much better but now it just sucks all around. I hate both of them. Like we can just eliminate that. I think. Well, you f- you gain an hour in the morning, in the fall. kind of, yeah. And I do like that it doesn't stay as dark in the morning. That's like the only part about the fall back that isn't the worst. Because I hate getting up in the dark. I already yeah. have a hard time getting up, as we know. <laughs> Anyway, so staying pitch black does not inspire me to get out of my bed any faster. Well, you're just wishful thinking because give it a month and then we're in the dark anyway. So I know (laughs) dark in the morning, dark in the afternoon. It is tough. Like it is. It is is hard to handle when you just kind of feel like you're in the dark. And then now like working from home, you kind of, you know, I I don't necessarily really look outside because I'm just working and then it's like oh yeah now it's dark again well I saw this (laughs) meme and it was like what do you get when you add like COVID pandemic restrictions um seasonal affective depression regular good old depression like no sunlight and then it was like you know me I suck at punchlines but (laughs) it was like well we're gonna find out didn't that's my is that the punchline that's the punchline yeah Oh. Um, I knew I was failing <laughs> midway relaying that. I really fucking suck at doing that. But sorry, that, you really didn't hook me on that one. No, sorry. But the whole point is we are in for like the shittiest winter ever. It's going to be hard, I think. We're all going to get so much cabin fever. Yeah, I'm a, never I'm a little mind. Nervous. Everybody's like at, on the edge of their seat right now with the election. I know. And like the determination of who is going to be the next U.S. president. Um, I guess it's not actually tomorrow because they have to count all the ballots. Well, don't they they find out that night? I think they find out that night. Well, did I tell you about when I talked to a medium and she predicted? Yes, you talked to our medium. Well, I didn't want to know if we should say who said this. (laughs) Well, she knows that she's you know, things can be open to interpretation and it might not be a hundred percent. Anything can happen. Anything can change. But yeah, as it stood at the time, what a number of clairvoyants and mediums and people of that nature saw or felt was that Trump is going to win. Yeah. And it's, he's going to win and it will be bad, but because it's bad, it'll kind of 
really force society to like change and, and make big like an upheaval, I guess, against it because people will be really unhappy with that result. And because of that, they will really make some good changes. So basically what like most people were saying is it will a good thing will come out of a bad thing. Well, you know, like you said, it's kind of means that there's like a rebirth right? There's a death and a rebirth. And um, Dr. Freed and April both made mention of that uh, for 2020. So yeah, maybe this will be the death and the rebirth or just the rebirth. I'm not actually sure. Obviously, <laughs> we don't know anything. And we have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know enough about American politics other than what we see on TV here, which I know is very much just like, you know, the the media frenzy, yeah, but yeah. I don't know, like, if if what we've been told or heard by our clairvoyant friends, uh, our intuitive friends, if that if Trump wins, like, that's what needs to happen. And maybe mm-hmm. that's a good thing. So am I kind of like hopeful that Trump wins? Or could they be wrong? Of course, they could be. And uh, Biden wins and maybe that will be for the better instead. So who knows? Like, it's so crazy that this is just like the time we're in. Like, it's really almost unfathomable that like we're still in this like twilight zone. It really is. life. (laughs) Like, it's so weird. And one hand, it's just like normal and you go about your day and you and then on the other hand, it's this like warped world that you're just so unsure of and nobody really knows what's going on no one knows it's gonna happen it's it's Mm -hmm. very very strange dynamic that we're like just living in right now well it's weird because like don't we think you know i'm generally speaking here but don't we think the general consensus from the states is like that everyone hates trump so like how is this even a a thing anymore how is this even a battle no the general consensus is not that everyone well, hates all Trump's the celebs the are pushing for him out like you see that all over their social medias I feel um, like a good majority are but there are certainly celebs high profile people that are very pro-Trump yeah I guess so it that's the thing like it is kind of 50 50 I feel yeah. like still like I don't know again we're not seeing everything we're not fed everything so it's really hard for us to like really know the truth know. and quite frankly yeah. I don't look that deeply into it I kind of catch what I see on the news and you know I have my own opinions my own judgments my thoughts on things clearly I'm not a Trump supporter like he's the worst like he he is not a leader he should not be a leader maybe he's good at some other stuff like being a con artist and uh like basically just a racist <laughs> and he's anti- like so good at being a racist lgbtq so. and yeah like all the worst things he's so good at um and an anti-feminist all the all the stuff well the whole point was he was a businessman coming in he was not a politician he's so he was never trained in being a leader of the people so he didn't ever approach things with like caring about the people which involves women people of color lgbtq communities like it's, it was apparent well it you have to care about your people equally like that is what you're supposed to do as the president of the free world um but i don't know if it's necessarily so much about training he's just clearly a selfish bigoted pig-headed orange oh my god jackass so orange. like there's 
that he's just the worst. Like, there's really nothing with the worst hair known to man. <laughs> like, worst. I mean, we're not going to have a, like, episode of just Trump bashing because, like, yeah. everybody knows. Uh, but it's just, it's, the the fact of the matter is he doesn't care about the people. It's clear based on the way he's conducted himself throughout this pandemic, the way he responds to the experts, the scientists, the rest of his people that are like begging for him to make some changes to actually stand up and do the right thing. And he just isn't and doesn't. And it it just is obvious that he just should not yeah. be the president again. Like he just, you know, you had your fun, you played the part, you will be fine. Like nothing, like Trump will just go back to his regular life being a shitty person. But, you know, the world might be a much better place without him having any kind of control over what happens to one of the biggest, yeah. like the greatest nations. Yeah. The bottom there, line so. is I wish that I was more educated to speak to it more. I'm not, um, but only wish we can Same. have is a better thing comes out of the States soon. <laughs> a better situation happens for them. Um, yeah. But speaking of. <laughs> that was very articulate. I mean, I feel like that is the most basic thing we can hope for. And unfortunately, we somehow find ourselves like really basically hoping for basic things here. Uh, things that we probably did not think we'd have to want. Anyway, we're just basic bitches at this yeah. point. Um, but speaking of basic bitches, <laughs> hashtag basic. We always talk about Brittany because we're basic. And um, I have to just tell you one really quick update. There was a posting from her today that was brought to my t- attention from one of our listeners. So thank you so much. And she mentioned in a video, a little short video, basically I'm paraphrasing, but she said, there's been a lot of talk about me lately. So I just want everyone to know that I am fine. I've never been happier and I'm sending you all love, aka mind your own fucking business. Yeah, she, I don't know what to say on that. Like, I'm glad that she's back because that means she's like alive and still in her home, I assume. Uh, But It's very concerning. Like, yeah, I'm you, not convinced. Everybody, people basically. are saying so many things, yet your only response to that is, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Like, are you? Because you don't look at. If the whole world was talking about me, like, holy fuck, this is so concerning. She's gone mental. You know, every single thing that people are saying, I think I'd just be like, oh my God, guys, like, you know, just address it a little more real and just be like, this is what's happening. It all seems very staged. Everything she says seems very like unauthentic, forced, like as if she's reading off a teleprompter for Christ's sakes. Yes. Then that's what we said before. And that's what we continue to say, even with her, you know, her speech about being fine so anyways just have to give you a little quick britney update you guys can take it how you will we obviously are taking it with a grain of concern still so um britney we're not convinced yes we will continue to monitor and keep you updated on all britney britney sightings britney news (laughs) britney sightings yeah you know to continue on the basic bitch train um like hello happy halloween oh my god a yeah. couple days ago yeah, it's november what the fuck we had some fun doing our makeup and dressing up and kind of doing nothing because what was there to do we were not partying like no. others i literally did that outfit 
just for y'all. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I have children, as we know, so we did have a little scavenger hunt and um, had some family bu- come by, but that was about it. Uh, but we, like I said, we were not partying like pretty much everybody in LA or California, Hollywood, whatever you want to say, like call it. But mm-hmm. uh, obviously, Kendall had her birthday, Kendall Jenner, that is, and the who's yep. who was at the party so it seemed and whatever they have the resources to obviously do whatever they want but the thing is like how are you they like people in that family have contracted covid um so they don't have it currently as far as we know but because they do the keeping up with the kardashian show they did announce that chloe had it i can't actually remember who else because i don't watch the show because i don't care enough what i do care about is that there are people that have not seen their families their friends anybody in like eight months meanwhile you're throwing a party and you're trying to say like oh well everyone was tested before they were entered and like okay we get that you have the resources to get rapid test kits but there are hospitals there are clinics there are people dying and waiting because they're running out of these kits of having access to testing meanwhile you're doing it as like a you know a pre-party test I mean it's just so tone deaf it is so inconsiderate it's Mm -hmm. so disgusting we all know you're rich as F, like no one can touch your richness, but do you come on social media. These people come on social media and talk about how much like they care and go vote and they do all their naked posts to try and like incite people to go and take some kind of positive action. Meanwhile, you're doing this. Like we all want to party. Like we're fucking rock stars. We all want to celebrate our birthdays. We all want to go out. We all want to dress up. Like we're all there. We all have COVID fatigue. But to have it thrown in your face, especially when the majority of us are not on that level of wealth or status or have the access that they have to things and it's just like thrown in your face, like, I mean, it's just not a good look in my opinion. And they are getting major no. backlash about it. I mean, the Kim had her birthday on like a Tahitian island and it seemed like it was actually just family and again I'm not saying nobody has the right to like live their life but at the same time do it privately keep this one thing private because you they're so contradictory in what they're doing it's gross like I just I couldn't believe it and I know a lot of other celebrities like uh, have spoken out about it and like basically thrown shade their way by like either unfollowing or making little like comments on their social so it's really interesting thing to just like see that all unravel because now what like you can't take it back everybody knows but I guess at the same time life will just go on like they're they're probably going to be unaffected nothing will happen like but it's so tone deaf really like it's just are you serious like End of tangent. I do. I mean, it is a tangent. I do have a bone to pick with celebrities. Like, you can do anything you want. You have the resources. You could be helping so many 
people, your own country, your own city, state, wherever you are, you could do so much, but instead like you're choosing to use resources that people desperately need so you can throw a Halloween slash birthday party. Like I, I do have a very serious bone to pick with celebrities right now because then on top of it, party aside, every fucking celebrity and their mom is starting a podcast or something too, which is just like, again, just taking up so much space in an area that, you know, there's other voices that should be heard that have like really relevant, important, amazing stories and things to say. And are they going to get heard? No, because like you'll listen to a celebrity's podcast just because of who they are. When really, like if you think about it, all the other celebrities doing podcasts, what are they doing different than the other? They're all just talking to other celebrities because they can. Mm-hmm. Well, it is true. And it's, uh, I mean, nothing really new. This, they That's kind of how they operate with so many things. Like they get away with even even things like being arrested or whatever like they there are other rules that apply to them unfortunately so um this is like really not surprising at all but yeah it is really unfortunate that people would you know like you said so many people haven't seen their families for eight months you know elderly people that are really at risk are sitting home alone like becoming more and more at risk of other mental health issues and things like that. So it's sad. But I guess from their perspective, the celebs are like, well, fuck it. I can. So like, why wouldn't I? Totally. And it is disappointing and it is gross and pathetic. But I know you're right. And I am preaching to no one here, I'm sure. (laughs) But it's just I, I, I... Today, after seeing so much on social media, because obviously I spend far too much time on it, it just really did irk me. We've talked about it like before saying we're all in the same storm, but we are certainly not all in the no. same boat because no. we I'm in a dinghy at this point and um, they're, they're on, on a yachts. yacht. They're, they're <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, uh, literally and figuratively. But um, so if a celebrity ever was to hear this podcast, like can you just tone it down a bit, have a little respect and a little decency for the rest of the people that don't get the opportunities and live the kind of lifestyle that you get to live? Because it is pretty like soul crushing. Yeah. Thanks, celebs, if you don't mind. So yeah. And also F off on the podcast. Like you have everything. Can you leave one thing for regular people? I know I do listen to I listen to um, a podcast and you know how on the ad sometimes they will like feature other podcast advertisements and one of them is for Justin Long he's like yeah and like I come on here with my brother and like we just like talk about stuff with like other celebs I'm like that's not even a thing that's you're not even like trying to have a theme or something you know what I mean but whatever yeah it's because they just can but I mean, I'm still going to bitch about that probably all the time because it does really bother me. Leave something for the rest of us. That's all I'm saying. And our recommendation would be for podcasts because we want to listen to ours. (laughs) We have such amazing people on our show. Like we're trying to do something that is helpful and we have a lot of fun with it on the way. But like, yes, we are not a celebrity podcast <laughs> so i mean <laughs> we gotta work no. a little hard but <laughs> yes we, we'll get there um and the way we will be getting there is having 
amazing guests, as you mentioned, on our show. And today is no different. I feel like that's a good segue to introduce our guests today. (laughs) So today we have the beautiful Julia Dantis. Yes, Julia is an award-winning makeup artist. She is the founder of the Julia Dantis Beauty Academy. She was a finalist on the Kim Kardashian's Glam Master Show. And she has quite the list of celebrities and award shows that she has done makeup for. And she is only 24 and she has just accomplished so much so far and isn't slowing down. And she is a huge advocate for uh, supporting women. Yeah, and she's also um, a, a Canadian girl, which we love. And she's a little girl boss hustler. Like that girl has been working hard at, for a long time as we'll hear today. Yeah, she has quite the story. She talks about um, triumphing triumphing over illness and using makeup as a way to cope with that and to build confidence. And she really gets into all of that uh, during the episode. It's quite an incredible story. I think you and I both had like our mouths just jaw dropped a lot of the time listening to her and like mm-hmm. what she did and how hard she worked and the things she went through to get to where she is. So we are super honored to be chatting with her and for her to have taken the time to tell us her story and to talk about how she got where she is. And she also gives some great tips and advice for anybody working towards the same kind of success and trying to get into the beauty and makeup industry. So without further ado, we are absolutely so excited to welcome Julia to the show. Welcome, Julia. Hi, I'm so excited. This is going to be amazing. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we're so excited to chat with you. Um, You look absolutely fantastic. As our picture posting will show. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I'm holding myself to it. I feel like I've been slacking from creating some fun content. So I'm holding myself to it. I have to like come up with some fun makeup looks each week now. So today was today was the day to do a cut crease. A little crazy, but Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell us like how long a look like that will like take and for everyone who's listening, you'll see it. We'll post this picture, but how long does like a full glam and then like I guess is that an add-on glam, the cut crease? How long does it take? Um so like my go-to everyday makeup is probably like 15 minutes and then my makeup today probably took me 40 minutes. So Honestly, it doesn't take me that long. I'm actually really, really quick. And even with my clients, like the one thing that everyone says is, holy, like you did my makeup so quickly. I mean, if I want to do like, I enjoy doing my makeup. So if I'm sitting down, I'm about to go out that night, like it's Saturday night, like I'll get, you know, my wine out and I'll put everything out nicely and I'll like do it over for, I know, like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, but it definitely takes me a short amount of time if I'm, you know, hustling, doing it quickly. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd have the patience to do that, but I just want to firstly also say happy birthday. Well, belated birthday. You had a birthday on the weekend. So yeah, yeah, we saw some social media posts and it looked like you had a beautiful little like setup and your makeup was also awesome. So I assume that kind of a look probably would be more of the like one, two hour looks because you had like jewels and it was a whole thing. Yeah, I think that took me like an hour and 15 minutes. But 
Yeah, it's definitely, it takes a little bit of time. I mean, the beauty of being a makeup artist is I feel like you can really work quickly if you want to. Honestly, I could probably do a full face really glam in 15 minutes if I wanted to, but also I enjoy doing it. So if I want to do it over 20 or two hours, I'm like, let's do this and take our time, listen to a podcast or like Netflix. So yeah, it's it's fun, but I was like, it's my birthday, we need sparkles. So yes. the sparkles definitely took a little bit of time. It was a gorgeous look. I loved it. And Thank yeah, you. I hope you had a great time. Like Thanks. you just turned 24 and yes. so that's that's a fun age. Not going to lie, very jealous. That <laughs> I'm no longer in my 20s, so That's so funny. Yeah. Well, well out a- of them now. Well, you um, guys look great. Oh, well, thank you. So, yeah, we are super, like, excited to chat with you because you have such an, like, inspiring, interesting story. Um, mm-hmm. And we would love for you to, like, share that with our listeners. There's a couple things that we are really curious about. And I think that you would have some really good insight and advice um, to anybody that maybe had is or um, has found themselves in like a similar position. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I want you to tell your story, but like start with how you got so interested in just makeup. Yeah. So going back to the beginning, I have honestly wanted to be a makeup artist since I was five years old. Like makeup has always been so fascinating for me. My mom always did different TV segments and she was on air a lot. And when I would get to be in the makeup room with her, I was like, that was the best time of day for me. Like some kids would be like, let me go watch cartoons. And I would like get so excited to just be able to sit and watch her do her makeup or her get her makeup done. So I always knew that I wanted to do makeup all throughout school. It was always very clear, like glam makeup was always so fun. Um, I know we had talked about this previously, but I, when I was in grade nine, my appendix ruptured and I was on life support at Sick Kids Hospital for like months, like very, very, very sick. Um, my lungs collapsed. I had like oh nine God. drainage tubes coming out of my stomach. It was crazy. Um, and because of that, I had a really big IV in my neck on my right side and it damaged the pupil go or it damaged the veins going to my pupil. So you know, I was so skinny, so frail, so weak, but then also leaving the hospital, I had developed this condition in my right eye called Horner syndrome. And pretty much it, it causes your eye to respond late and your pupil doesn't dilate. Um, it's all nerve, nerve related. So like, obviously with time it heals, but then sometimes, you know, it'll get better and then it'll go back worse. And also it causes your eye to like droop and change color. So leaving the hospital, I was like gray nine, so tiny now, so skinny. And my eye was like, you know, like, like tiny. And I remember like boys in my class would say like, what's wrong with your eye? And on top of everything, like I had these scars and it was just like so devastating. So at the time, like makeup was such a powerful tool for me because it allowed me to kind of manipulate my features and make my eye bigger with certain techniques. And then this eye, you know, make it a little bit smaller and make my cheekbones a little bit more plump. And it was really interesting because makeup really gave me back my confidence when I was in high school, grade nine, like such a young, such a young, naive little girl. And it really just helped me kind of step into my power and be able to kind of face that really hard time 
Um, so then after that, I kind of, I feel like that was a lesson that I had to go through because, you know, it, it gives you a different perspective on life for sure. And now, you know, I see people going through these hard times and it gives you a new perspective of like, I want to do this girl or this guy's makeup to make them feel so confident and like be able to step into their power and feel amazing. And it's so much more than like feeling, looking pretty. It's about like how you feel. Um, so went through high school, started doing weddings while I was in high school, which was really, really fun. I went to makeup school, CMU college. And after makeup school, I applied to be on Kim Kardashian's TV show called Glam Masters. And little me got, uh, got a call back. I don't know how it happened. Some manifesting, I guess. And did you have to like send a portfolio or like lots of pictures of looks, like things that yeah, you so, did. Like it, it was a whole like application process. Right. Well, that's so, how it happened then. Uh, they saw your talent. <laughs> oh, thank you. So um, somebody had sent me, tagged me in her Instagram post and she was like, new, new venture. I'm doing this new TV show, Glam Masters. And somebody tagged me being like, Julia, you need to apply for this. So I literally spent like a good four hours filling out this application. Like it was so in depth. I was like, like how do they they want to know everything about you like it was crazy so I filled out this whole application sent my work and at the time I remember the requirements where you were supposed to be an influencer you had to have a lot of following and at the time I had no following and I saw a little email at the bottom of the application it was like a huge application then the very fine print it was like info at castingglammasters.com or whatever it was and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to email them and follow up as well. So I emailed them and I was like, you know, I just applied. I would like love this opportunity. I don't have the following that is required, but take a chance on me kind of thing. And instantly, I think within like five minutes, they had emailed me back saying, oh my gosh, like we're actually just changing the rules and regulations right now. Like we're actually focused more on makeup artists opposed to influencers. And we'd love to do a Skype audition. So like, right off the get-go I got a Skype audition and it was it was really nerve-wracking but it was really fun and at the time I think it was 18 I remember like not doing anything like that before so I was like so nervous and then I didn't hear anything back for like six months and I was like oh my god like have are they doing the show like I have no clue what's going on and I would follow up and like not really hear anything and then after the six months, I think at the time she was having a baby or, or something, Kim Kardashian. So she probably had put, she's had put, a few. Yeah. So she had like put things on hold. So that's where I, it was like ghost town for six months. And then they called me one day and they were like, we're flying you out to Los Angeles on Friday to do a, oh my an audition. God. And I remember that's like being a life changing like, moment. Yeah, like as an 18 year old, you must have been flipping. I was like terrified, but so excited. And this was just an audition. So I was like, I'm not getting my hopes up, but they were like, pretty much we could ask you to do anything. So bring whatever you think you need. So I literally went to makeup stores, spent like honest, went to Michael's, went to Makeup Forever, Sephora. I honestly spent like $3,000 all on Visa. I had like no money at the time. And I packed like four suitcases full of makeup. Cause I'm like, I want to be able to do whatever they like need me to do. And good thing because they wanted me to do like this crazy, well, I decided to do this crazy. They wanted the audition was your alter ego, your yourself and your alter ego. So I did like a really pretty glam on one side and I did this like really crazy cheetah on the other side with like feathers all on through yourself? Hair. Or it was, was on a model. On a model. It was on a model. And I think we had like half an hour to do it. And like looking around the room after this 
whole thing went down, I was like, well, shit, I'm, I'm going to be on this show. <laughs> because everyone there, um, I feel like I was so confident at being a makeup artist, whereas a lot of the people on the show applying were an influencer, which I feel like doing makeup on yourself and doing makeup on somebody else is like two different worlds. So I was just like so confident. I'm like, okay, I just nailed this. Like, holy crap. I don't know if I'm supposed to say holy crap, but I was like, holy crap. Like, I just nailed this. I'm like, (laughs) like, I can't believe, you know what I mean? I was just like so confident. Like, I'm going to be on the show. And then surely enough, I got a call that night and they were like, yep, like you're going to be on the first episode. So I got myself on the show and I made it all the way to the final episode and I actually became really good friends with the winner of the show. So that's kind of what kicked off the career and now, yeah. That is like a nice summing up of everything, but, um, and I love everything. I want to go back a little bit to the beginning where you mentioned um, that you used, and this is something that I, okay, obviously everyone listening knows that we love like getting rid of stigmas and misconceptions. It's our shtick. Um, So I love the idea of talking about how you utilize makeup um, for your illness and like overcame that and then grew the confidence. I think that's a good key word that people like to hear is confidence. And I know for a fact, like I know you're looking at me and like, oh, this bitch knows nothing about makeup. Um, I I do feel so different with makeup on mm-hmm. versus without. And for example, my eyelashes and eyebrows are, are blonde. Right. So without them, I'm sure you can imagine I look, well, sick. I look sickly. Um, so I use it as a confidence booster every day. I won't even go out without makeup. Right. Um, but yeah, so I want to expand more on that, like why that's not such a bad thing. Yeah, there's so much yeah. to unpack with what you just said. Like you just – I know. You just gave us like <laughs> – you know, oh, yeah. the last like almost yeah. well like seven years of your life, which is amazing, and like it's such yeah. a such a like s- intense story because you went from being mm. ill and like having yeah. to overcome like some serious like adversity with that, and then being in high school alone, yeah, without mm. any adding anything else like any yeah. conditions, illnesses, like traumatic experiences anything like tragedy anything like that is so challenging and of course it's challenging for both boys and girls or men and women but I feel like women still have a harder time mm-hmm. um so yeah like let's kind of unpack all of that <laughs> start at the beginning. the beginning again and, and we're not skipping over the Kim K part no we're, that's we like, know about we're that. definitely <laughs> wanting to know more about that for sure and I know our listeners do totally um but like I think that's like such a good point is makeup for so long is just about being prettier enhancing your look or or changing your looks um but i think people lose the like understanding that it is like the better most people look on the outside the better you feel on the inside mm-hmm. and and i'm not trying to generalize but i feel like that of all the women i've met in my life and myself like that is kind of like a general consensus right. because if you look in the mirror and are happy with what you see, then you're going to, like, exude that in everything else you're doing. Right, right, right. Yeah, honestly, I feel like for me, obviously, at that time, it was such a huge part of my life. And especially just, like, getting me through, you know, like, a really weak time. And also, like, at the time, I think it was 80 pounds rolling out of the hospital. And I literally looked so frail that makeup and, like, applying a blush with a sparkly 
finished made my cheeks look fuller. Just like little tweaks would. How'd really you even make... know? Like, how'd you pick up these makeup tools and just know I to don't do this? No, like honestly, I, I've seen my mom do her makeup my whole life. So, and she's pretty good at. She's not a makeup artist, but she is really good at doing her makeup. So she, you know, I would play with her stuff, and I would be like, oh, well, this does this, and this makes me look like more hollowed or this makes me look more more plump or you know doing different things it's I don't know it was so crazy I remember um you know doing black in your waterline would make your eye look smaller and then doing a nude would make your mm-hmm. eye look bigger so I would do like little tweaks and and things like that I don't even know how I figured this out honestly I would watch YouTube videos that's probably how I, on repeat when I was in the hospital I watched YouTube videos like every single day non-stop Carly Bible of just makeup just makeup so then you had a passion for it naturally to Yeah, begin with. totally. Like I always had a passion for it. And then um, it just kind of helped piggyback on that. And even now, like not now, um, but even after the fact, like I would have these like really pink scars or, you know, and even like people with birthmarks or whatever they have, it's like it's so much more than just makeup. Like it really transforms your confidence. And I feel like even now with COVID, I feel like it's a really great example that people are literally wearing face masks, yet they're still wearing lipstick. So really, it's not for anybody else. Yeah, it's like, it's people, I don't even entertain it when people say, you know, you're just doing this for attention. It's like, or whatever they people have said in the past. I'm like, honestly, like, I don't even leave the house. I'm, I'm just doing this because this is what I love doing. And it makes me feel good. And I feel like it's so much more than that. And on top of that, I actually rarely wear makeup when I go out. Like if I'm going to the grocery store, like I'll wash my face first. And so it's it's like I love to put on makeup and feel good. But the really interesting thing is when I was in high school, I would wear makeup 24-7. That was like my, my you know, thing, my bullet jacket, you know. But now the interesting thing is I don't have to wear makeup. So it's fun being able to like go full glam, but then also have the confidence to like not it's interesting because I feel like the more I get to know my face with makeup the more I'm like also okay not wearing makeup does that make sense I don't know totally and that's a really good point because you feel good in whatever face you're Mm -hmm. showing right and I think that's something that people have a challenge getting there it's you know I mean definitely for me like I've been wearing makeup since oh my god like probably set grade seven grade eight and gradually more and more and changing my looks and um and now I have like a very specific look that I always kind of go to but yeah I usual definitely see the difference and I struggle with that still even though like I'm a confident person and like I feel good inside my own skin Mm -hmm. but it's like when you have when I have my mascara on when I have blush like my three things are like mascara a highlighter and um usually like a lipstick and if it's not lipstick like a like a bronzer if I had to pick three Mm -hmm. and that's like that's my look like all the time and so when you don't see yourself with that you're kind of like oh Mm -hmm. yes but then at the same time some days I'm like oh that's me and I I look I look good. Like I'm, I feel good that I, you know, I'm happy with the way I look without these enhancements. But, but yeah, like makeup is, is so fun and so powerful. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just people just put such like a bad rap on it. Yet everything we see and everything that we do is in like makeup of some sort, whether, whether it's like a filter or actual like Mm -hmm. makeup. Yeah. Well, it's weird that it's considered like 
who are you doing this for? Or it must be done for someone when you're putting your makeup on. And it's like, like how, still wh- that that's yeah, the thought Yeah, still process. in this day and age, which yeah. is the weirdest thing ever, especially when people like you, Julia, it's a, it's an art form. It's a talent. Mm-hmm. Like makeup artistry, I can do – I can put my mascara on. I can put my foundation on. I could never dream to try and – dress someone's face up like there's just no way um so it's like a serious talent and it's weird that it's still considered like a a superficial thing or something Mm -hmm. um so that's why I love having this conversation with somebody like you who really utilized it to like help yourself during an illness and can I just say side note are you healed or like is your makeup really that good like you look great you don't look like you have any eye illness so my eye it was a nerve thing so like over the years it would get better and better but still at okay. nighttime, like if I take a fish- picture with flash, you'll see my eyes will be, my pupils will be different. So it's like little things now, but definitely like very, very minimized. Yeah, like you're either so talented and no. like optical illusioning. No. <laughs> no, but. No, it's definitely like, so the eye weakness has got like fully recovered okay. and now it's just a little bit of a different color. Again, it's, it's like 95 percent better now but again like sometimes in weird in photos or like weird lighting i'll be like oh there we there's the pupil so okay so what would you recommend so my eyes droop to the side should i do like a cat eye to bring it up might as well just have a makeup tutorial now (laughs) so normally if like i teach my students if your eyes are a little bit downturned or you have like hooded eyes at all you'd want to like lift the eye so either I probably wouldn't do a wing because it's kind of hard. You're going to be fighting with your hood. But what I would do is like a really elongated um, eyeshadow towards like your temple. Um, like kind of direct it that way. Not all the way to your temple, but direct it in that motion. And that's really going to help like lift up your eyes. I was I was worried about when you said eyeshadow because I'm the type of person that goes like do 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 like I don't have any sort of eyeshadow knowledge game. about that. Yeah, <laughs> there's so no funny. there's no eyeshadow game. Honestly, just take some take scotch tape and like tape it to the side, and then just like be messy with it. And when you remove the scotch tape, it'll have like a really nice clean line. Okay, right. where's the limits? Like, where can should I go past the eyebrow line? Um, no, you should stay. Okay. Stay You're like, the eyebrow. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> yes, definitely <laughs> no going past. No, there. no going past. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I knew right away that was hideous. Um, and I know this is something that everyone wants to know about. And makeup tutorials or not, it's the contour. Like I contour my face and Mm -hmm. it's again a lot of powder flying in certain angles I don't know what I'm doing is there like a a tip that you can give honestly I always just tell my clients to do a three shape so you're doing the forehead underneath the cheekbone and under the jaw and if you don't like know where your cheekbone is if you do like a kissy face from your tragus to like the corner of your lip that's like the hollow that you find you follow but then you only go three quarters. So like you would go three quarters inwards and then stop. So Oh, so not tip. to like the lip. Yeah. Okay, that's a great tip. Yeah. Lauren, we should do a makeup tutorial video or something later doing yeah. based on Julia's tips. Yeah. Our new tips. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. Um That's funny. But then but I mean this is like the thing, right? Like you have honed this skill that grew from a passion. And did you, like, already know how to do makeup before you went to school? Like, just from learning from YouTube, trial and error, or? Yeah, and did you practice on people? I practiced a lot on myself. Like, every single day, I would just do different different makeup looks because it was fun to me. But 
honestly, like, I feel like you kind of have to have a little bit of a natural talent. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was already, I was already like pretty good, not amazing, but I was definitely good for being in high school and I was doing weddings and even looking back at the weddings now, I'm like, wow, it was actually pretty good. But obviously like the school definitely helped me like fine tune everything Mm -hmm. and almost just like give me more confidence in applying makeup on other people. Um, but I feel like I'm still even like looking back a year ago, I'm like, wow, I could have done this. So I feel like it's always just, um, perfecting it and learning, but it's very interesting. Like I, I'm always learning with makeup, but I always was pretty good at it. So yeah, I think the people that love it are the ones that can pick it up and then know that they're good at it and, and then keep going at it. Like I, right. I've always done my makeup too for years and years and years. I had to with my eyebrows and stuff but I know that I'm not an artist so I know that I wouldn't ever pursue it that's so I'm good funny. at doing my own face I can't yeah and that's the thing like faces. a lot of people are really or even like different influencers online like they're really amazing at their own face but then working on someone else it's just such a different world and like different features yeah. and you have to know how to like adapt per face so so as a makeup artist are you equally good at your own face and someone else's or are you better on like someone else's or your own I think the same um I like working on myself because if I want to do a look for five hours like if I want to do like a super intricate theatrical makeup look let's say I can just know that I'm taking my time and I'm not bugging anyone if that makes sense sometimes when I'm working on other people I feel like I need to be like moving quicker um, but I love working on other faces because it like tests me um, creatively because I'm, you know, for myself and probably for you guys too, you know what looks good on you. So you get in a routine of like doing the same bronzy eyeshadow or whatever. But when you're working on someone new, they have different undertones and different features. So you're doing something completely different. You have to learn so. all that. Actually, yeah. I wanted to explore on that. Maybe we think we know what looks good on us, but we don't. Is that a common problem for people? <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like you you get to know your face and what colors work for you and what works for your skin and your eye color. And usually, like, you you know, and you usually figure out what works because it actually does look pretty good on your skin. Sometimes there'll be the odd client that I'm like, oh, I probably wouldn't have done that color, but... Usually people are pretty good at like getting their their lip color or their their eyes. <laughs> okay, don't do that color. <laughs> I'm like, never I, do that. I mean, there are people that definitely don't know what looks good on them. Okay, I knew and- this girl and she would do wings. So which is supposed to start from inner corner or and continue. Hers would go, I swear to God, from like just in the over like the pupil. So it didn't go to the oh. inners and it didn't go to the ends. And I'm like, but do you? How do you not fucking see that? And that's, that's why I wonder, is this, like, common where people are just walking around, like, True. so <laughs> ignorant to what is normal or good? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I haven't encountered anything that crazy. Usually, like, people around me ask me or I tell them before it gets to that point. And then my clients usually have <laughs> like, bare faces. Never do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, if my if somebody's doing something, I'm like, you got you to gotta stop doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> here's a new lip liner. Try this yeah. one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> encourage them gently into a new look um so I wanted to also chat with you about like the fact that you said when you were starting the application or going through the application process for the Kim K's glam masters that it one of the requirements originally was like being an influencer and you said you had Mm -hmm. no following but like you 
definitely have a following now. And mm-hmm. when, when we were chatting before, you had mentioned like you don't like to call yourself an influencer, right. but instead a content creator. And I, I really like was intrigued by that because it's so easy to just be like, oh, well, they're an influencer, they're an influencer. But when you say like you're a content creator, there is something with that too. Like that means kind of more than an influencer yeah. because you actually are like doing something that you're like a service yeah I don't know like I feel like influencer I don't know I've talked to so many different makeup artists and in so many different makeup artist groups and what turns me off from the word influencer is there's people there's so many talented influencers but there's also a lot of influencers that maybe um work a lot on their own face but then if they were 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 to work with a client they do think so um unhygienic or you know they don't do things properly because they think like oh I'm this amazing makeup artist because I'm an influencer and I have all these followers but I'm like but you're not a makeup artist so we can't you're promoting bad habits let's say does that make Mm -hmm. sense so I feel like sometimes um the word influencer turns me off a little bit um just because the the stigma around it or like what people associate oh, you're an influencer, so you take pictures with skinny tea, or like, you know what I mean? Like skinny, you it doesn't know mean they're experts so <laughs> just because yeah. they're Without influencers. people actually looking at my page, I'm like, I don't want you to associate me as that because I feel like I'm a lot more than I take pictures of myself. Do you know yeah, what you're I mean? an expert in your field. You have an actual skill that you're and your content working and is working like with. properly yeah. developed so, because that's the other thing. Like, I feel like people think, they could be an influencer. Anybody can be an influencer. I'll just take, like you said, pretty pictures or uh, product shots or whatever Mm -hmm. and therefore – and put them on my page and, you know, hopefully I get attention for it and a giant following. But, I mean, as someone who does, like, our social media um, as best as I can with, like, the knowledge I have, it is a lot of work. Like, it is not about just taking one picture, Mm -hmm. you know, with – limited like technology like your phone or whatever and just posting it like when you look at someone's curated page you can see the difference and you can see like the work that goes into it and Mm -hmm. that's what content creation really is like that's where I think there is a difference yeah it's honestly like a full-time thing in itself I, I I post almost every day during the week for the past like five years and it's a lot of work and I and you know, I plan everything out. I make sure everything looks aesthetically pleasing. I make sure that everything is bright, pink, white backgrounds, nude backgrounds. I never use anything that's like a dark background because that won't go with my feed. So there's definitely like a lot that goes into it that I feel like people aren't aware of. And some of my friends that are kind of oblivious to what I do, like a lot of my friends are like, oh, you just take pictures all day and like do your makeup. I'm like, actually, I run a whole business. Who's, what kind uh, of know, friends like, are these? I have an assistant. Yeah. That, actually, I mean? bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like they say it in a... You know, like, they don't say it in a rude way, but, you know, they're like, oh, like, let's do this during the, let's go shopping. Like, you're just taking photos anyways. I'm like, no, like, I'm doing so much more than that. Um, So it's tricky because I feel like when you're on social media, being a content creator, people, you're showing people a glimpse of your life of, like, oh, I'm doing a photo shoot and now I'm doing my makeup and now I'm doing this. And really, I'm like, I just, I just did emails for three hours and now I'm doing this and now I'm doing, you know what I mean? Like, so I guess it's interesting because people, I guess, associate like an influencer with like the easiest job ever. And I'm like, actually, I work a lot. Well, yeah, you've built a whole business and yeah. a whole brand. And so did all of that come from right. after being on Glam Masters or 
did you start to gain like a following prior to that and like what was like the order of like how so, the Julia Dantas brand came to be? It all yeah. came about, yeah. So when I was in grade 10, I had my very first wedding. Um, the cra- I don't know if you guys know where Green Bank is. Okay, but how does a grade 10 yeah. student get a wedding? So how did the bride I trust you? I worked at McDonald's from... A not a natural progression yeah. into wedding makeup. <laughs> so I worked at McDonald's and I had worked there for six years. I was a crew person for two years and then I was a manager all through my college. I was like managing like 60-year-old ladies. It was quite intimidating because nobody listened to me and I was like the little young... 17 year old manager um but in working there I had all these people that were older that worked with me and they would always see my makeup and they were like oh my god like your makeup's so good so I had another manager at McDonald's I did her makeup as my very first um client and then after that it just kind of snowballs because then you have a little bit of a portfolio and then her friend needs somebody and then their friend needs somebody so I lived in a really small town and the benefit was Nobody else did makeup in my town, and I was actually pretty good, and my rates were hella cheap because I was so young and naive. Um, So I started doing all these weddings, like in grade 10. I probably did like six weddings a year, which was pretty good starting out. And then I went to makeup school, and I just like was such a hustler. Like I was in all these different Facebook groups, like messaging people 24-7, you know, doing coffee meetings with other makeup artists. Like I was always doing something, and... So I was already busy with, like, not busy, but definitely picking up um, and then filming Glam Masters. So before um, going on the show, I think I just had got around 7,000 followers, which is pretty good. Um, And that was just, yeah, that was me, like, taking photos of my clients, doing, I started up doing, like, makeup tutorials. And then um, I got on the show and I got to, like, 22,000 in, like, a day. Um, and then just over the last, like, yeah. And then the last like little bit, I just kind of crawled up slowly. But I mean, like, I'm just like, that's such an important message though. Like you saying, like I worked at McDonald's, I lived in a small town. Like these are things that often mm -hmm. aren't necessarily associated Mm -hmm. with someone who finds success or has like grows a business or even just grows like a social media following and builds from there and like I think it's important to not underestimate the power of having that regular like high school job and if you're passionate about something that's all Mm -hmm. networking that's all building um like a resume of experience yeah and I feel like even people come to me and they're like how do you do it like I'm just not getting followers or I'm just not getting clients I literally used to drive from Green Bank to Brampton, so Port Perry to Brampton, if you guys know where Port Perry is, which would take me like two and a half hours one way, two and a half hours on the way home to work on set for literally nothing, just to like put, get my foot in the door. And then from that one person that I met on set, it would connect me to another job. Like I d- would do stuff like for free or for like very, very minimal. And I would drive like all over from here, there, like. I would do a wedding trial in Waterloo for like $50 and it would take me like six hours of driving. Like I would do the most outrageous things and like everyone was like, what are, like, why are you doing these things? And I'd be like, oh, it's fine. I'm adding to my portfolio. But that is so impressive. Mm-hmm. Like at such a young age, you yeah. like understood yeah, it's so the impressive. importance of 
first of all, working really hard and like being dedicated. And I think that's a major miss for like the younger generations because you see people like you on Instagram and, you know, celebrities Mm -hmm. or like other giant content creators or influencers, whatever you want to call them. And it gives you this like impression that they just like woke up one day, took a picture and now they have a hundred thousand followers. And it's like, no, like it takes so much time. And if you're not willing to put in the work, like you're probably not going to get there. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, put in really like all the work and work super hard and you're going to be like a Instagram star or something like that. That's just sometimes not going to happen for some people, um, unfortunately. But, like, the important thing is, like, it does take work and it does take time. And this, like, idea of, Mm -hmm. like, this instant fame or and instant gratification is still Mm -hmm. unrealistic for the almost 0.1% that that works out for where you just, like, fell into, like, a pot of luck. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, And you have that overnight success. Mm -hmm. But, like... I just, I, I talked, we talked to so many people and we meet so many people and we see so many different types of people of all different ages and like they, the the ones that have success totally put in the work. Like it took time. It wasn't. Right. Well, for sure. They followed their passions and that is something, one lesson that every expert, every important woman that we speak to on the pod, they always have the same story. Like they followed mm-hmm. their passions, uh, something like they they did put in the work and they didn't shy away from having to put those For hours free. in and doing the shitty work to get all the way up there. Yeah. And, and it seemed shitty at the time, mm-hmm. but like you said, it was building to your portfolio and it was adding for you and then look where it got you. Right. Otherwise they wouldn't have even considered totally. you as a, as a potential. Yeah. And, and like show. when I, I was going to school, I was going to school in Toronto, but I didn't have enough money to live in Toronto. So I was driving every day, two hours there, two hours home. So that was four hours every day, still working at McDonald's. Oh and God. then I worked at a sushi restaurant across the street from me. And then I also babysat. So I was doing three jobs, driving four hours every single day. So it's like now people will message me like, I posted three things on Instagram. I'm not getting followers. I'm like, girl, you got to you you amp it up a little bit. To, to, get your ass <laughs> over to Brampton and get your ass back and then let's free. see. Yeah, <laughs> work three different jobs. So you've been like a hustler since day one. Like you yeah. understand yeah. I always was, like, very, yeah, like, I always loved money, uh, as bad as that is, but I guess that's No, good. that's great. But I was always no, just, like, fantastic. working so many things, like, I was, even if it was, like, $50, I'm like, well, 50 more dollars, like, let's do this, let's do that. Like, I would work 5.30 a.m. until 2 p.m. at McDonald's, managing the restaurant, and then I would go to the sushi restaurant for three hours, and then I would go and babysit for three hours. Like, it was literally, like, full days. Um, it was crazy, but... And then that's how I paid my way through makeup school. Well, it was. I mean, that's amazing because you also, again, we're so young. And I remember me at that age, like I worked, I babysat too. But there wasn't something that I was like, yeah, but I was also doing that. It wasn't like I totally wasn't going to sacrifice like my entire social life. Well, for anything at that point, because. I didn't have a passion. I was crazy because I would work so crazy, crazy hours. And then I would get off at 11, go out with my friends, be out all night, like get home at 4 a.m. and then wake up from my 5.30 shift. Like, I don't know how. Okay, that's young. called being a that's teenager. How. Those are the good old I would, days. Like, be going to work like, uh, <laughs> Now that we're in our 30s, 
the thoughts of that is actually like that's I would rather die. I'd that's rather not go out ever again. I'd sacrifice my social life mm-hmm. at yeah. being 31 now. I'm like, oh God. But I remember those days too. I'd party all night and then go to fucking school in the morning after being on ecstasy all yeah. night. Like, but that's like also where the power of makeup comes in too because you probably could hide that <laughs> you were like yeah. borderline dead. Everyone's like, you look great. I'm like, yeah. well, this is my makeup from last night. But that's <laughs> part dewy skin teenage years and then it's also part knowing how to put your concealer on to cover those hideous yes, dark circles. Yeah. <laughs> so but I mean, again, like that is hilarious. just like that little story there is so impressive and so important because um that the younger generation I feel like would look at you and look at your success and look at your Instagram account or social media and be like well she's so pretty and she was on like this show and I think there's this like assumption that if somebody fits in that kind of like mold of being like pretty and skinny and like just those like very very superficial things that they're automatically gonna have that success and they don't even think about like the backstory Mm -hmm. that maybe comes with it they unless other the fact that you posted about like your um appendix rupturing when you were in high school like the people Mm -hmm. that follow you would obviously see that and like understand like wow she had a bit of like a trying time when she was really young but mm-hmm. if they didn't, if you didn't post that or people that don't know you, like, we would never have known, um, but we follow yeah, you. Right. So, I mean, like, that's just really a message that needs to, like, continually be, like, put out there because people get discouraged. Like, younger people get discouraged because they're like, well, like you said, I posted three things. Why am I not Insta-famous? And it's like, mm-hmm. there is so mm-hmm. much that has to go into it. And if and it, only if you truly want it, too. Like, if it's yeah. just because you right. think that's, like, yeah. a get-rich-quick scheme, probably not going to happen for you. No, your story is certainly, mm-hmm. like, an inspirational story. One that, um, you know, regardless of, like, well, obviously in reason, but, like, whatever trials or whatever illness or whatever it is that you're going through, um, you were still able to, like – utilize your skill build on your skill and then eventually monetize it so it is um an inspiration for anyone who happens to have the illness that you shared or even uh for those looking for like that kick in the butt to get to work um it's motivating Mm -hmm. right so and then it's such like a, a a positive outcome that you have especially for being 24 years old like when we were talking before we're like holy fuck she's 24 like how'd you have the time to get it all done and yeah. now, now we know, we know. You, you didn't, didn't have sleep. time you just used every minute <laughs> you of didn't every even sleep day. at all <laughs> um, so that makes brain. sense but yeah no yes. you're hustling out there and and uh that's so awesome and you are I the mean, definition you must of a be boss proud. babe for sure and yeah. like we love that and Thank we want you. to like that's what we want people to see that's what we want to talk about yeah. is like these women young and old mm-hmm. are like just killing it so obviously yeah. we need to mm-hmm. know more about like being on glam masters though like yeah what? tell us about it and did you yeah. meet kim k scoop. did you meet kim k are you friends with her <laughs> so i actually interesting enough i didn't meet her on the show but i met her afterwards um, and it was funny because so many contestants on the show were like, oh my God, we're best friends. Or like, they post about it now, which like, I'll, I let them have it. So embarrassing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't Best friends anything, with you or best friends with her? Her. Like, they like, will like say <laughs> things in their Instagram, like, oh my God, like, like, just like referring to, you know, because of the show, like you took me in. I'm like, girl, we did not meet her on the show. I was on the same, like, you know what I mean? It's, it is funny, but, 
Um, I did meet her um, after the fact, and she's, like, super, super nice, super friendly, very tiny and, like, perfect. Uh, but it's interesting because you see her, like, so perfect in social media, and you're like, oh, and then you see her in real life, you're like, oh, she is just a person. Like, you do have pores, you do have wrinkles, yeah. you do have fine lines. So it, she was stunning in person, but it also, like, She has pores and fine lines? She does. What? <laughs> yeah, so it, okay. like, normalizes it a bit. And I and I do love that because I mean we all have pores and fine lines. Um, except for in the zoom, mine's so blurry it looks like I'm like flawless right now. But um, I wanted to know how does she not look like she has pores and fine lines? Is that makeup? Is that airbrush? Um, what is it? Not airbrush. Like I feel like it's definitely just a lot of retouching in post and like filter. no, but even like when she's on. So I watched the Letterman. Um, special with her on so she like she I feel like it, it really comes down to makeup like the makeup her makeup artist is amazing Mario Didovanovic he's like phenomenal so that plays a big role but I also you think that a lot of the times they use softening cameras lighting. um and mm. there's lighting maybe a little tweak here and there you know um but yeah I feel like it's a mixture of a little bit of everything I mean she also clearly gets Botox she has endless resources yeah. so she gets the facials that only a Kim Kardashian can afford to like just make right. sure that skin is the healthiest and like best it can possibly be. And and like yeah. I love that you said that though about normalizing her because mm-hmm. the Kardashians are used as a comparison for like everything, right? And right. all beauty trends or beauty Physical, like standards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like body trends, beauty trends, hair trends, success, like everything. And I mean, mm-hmm. all the power to them because really they're killing it. Like, I mean, and they're just this group right. of women and that. Like, we, you know, we poke fun just mostly because we're just jealous. But, I mean, we do respect <laughs> what they've done. Um, right. But, like, yes, she has pores and she has fine lines. And, like, that is such an important thing because, I mean, I get caught up in it too. You forget. Like, these are just people. Yeah. And if you are a human and you have skin – you're gonna have pores mm-hmm. and fine lines. Yeah. Like, like pores are unescapable. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, is that them. true? Because I, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're like not having skin. But um, I went to a dermatologist for a, a large pores, and she's like, "When you're, it's like a genetic thing. Is that true, or is there like Kim K facials out there in the world that help that?" Honestly, if you have large pores, like, do you have oily skin too? No, I well, I have like huge combination skin, the most sensitive of all skin. Yeah, so usually, like if you have larger pores, you usually have like combination skin or oily skin. Yeah. It's just kind of inevitable. Like if it's your skin type, if you have large pores, it's kind of like you can't really do anything about them. There's mm-hmm. pore fl- filling primers and whatever, but it's kind of there's yeah. makeup for everything. I feel like like. I know yeah. that's actually and I love that too because that is something that I hate looking at my face uh, for I don't hate looking at my face I hate looking at on my face right um, yeah and then it's like oh, well I can just quickly fix that and who the fuck cares then yeah yeah honestly like you know Omar talking about this um, a little bit ago she's gonna be 50 this year and she doesn't have Botox or anything and I'm like mom like why don't like I will take you like why don't you just get Botox like why not like, I don't have Botox personally, but I'm totally down for them, you know what I mean, when the time comes. Um, and I'm just like, what, like, why, like, why are you so afraid to get them? If, if you could age better, like, why not age better? And she's like, I just like aging gracefully. And I'm like, okay, well, you do you. But there's all these amazing things out there now that, like, makes you age better. So, like, what, like, 
why is there like such a stigma around like we can't like this is bad and this is bad and too much makeup once you're 50 and can't have Botox it's like well heck if it makes me look better why not you know what I mean yeah yeah I think there's a difference between too much makeup and ugly makeup you know what I mean like when we're talking when people say too much makeup I think of like 80s makeup or something like eyeshadow like anyways ugly yeah (laughs) i was gonna say it's funny because i feel like a lot of people will look at (laughs) kim kardashian in a natural uh, or i was saying this to you um earlier and i i feel like a lot of people look at these different celebrities and they'll have like a natural eye but they have like a full beat face and then they're like oh my god my clients would be like i want to have this natural makeup look and i'm like well she has a full contour a full highlight Full lipstick, like, it's just she doesn't have a smoky eye. So, really, she's actually very fully mm-hmm. made up. She's just – it's just done in a really good way. Um, and even with me, like, sometimes I'll do my clients and I'll only have mascara on, but my whole face is totally contoured and chiseled. And um, people will be like, you're so naturally pretty. I'm like, girl, I have so much makeup on right now, like, just because I don't have a smoky eye. But it's, it's definitely true that if you know how to do your makeup well, it's so different than – Wearing a lot of makeup, not well, or wearing a lot of makeup that's well done. I think I we can all avoid the caking. I think we can just say that that's just not a look that anyone yeah, needs to see. Yeah, for sure. But that's the thing. That's not something that everybody would know how to do. Like, I totally want to achieve that, like, natural look. And I use air quotes yeah. because it's not natural because it takes a lot of products and right. skill mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. tricks to get that, like, flawless style look so I don't ever have it because I don't know how to do it I don't even know how right. to put yeah but Laura on. your look is like you like your highlighter you like your lipstick like that is I work with what I've already kind of got going on like my skin is na- like I do actually naturally just like have a bit of like a reflection on whatever mm-hmm. this is my um what what is that yeah um and and yeah and like so I mean I just kind of enhance it with the products that I have but I I think that the same kind of thing goes with hair right like when you look on Pinterest for example and you see somebody with a haircut or a color that you love and you're like you go to the salon you're like this is what I want and then you leave and you're like that doesn't look like that it's because we get Mm -hmm. like in our brains if I have that haircut or that makeup, I will then look like that person. And it's like, no, you're just, you're still you and you should love that. So having a hair, certain haircut or hair color or hairstyle or makeup, whatever, that isn't going to change like who you are and like your face. You're not all of a sudden going to like shape shift into that person that you used as an example. And like, that is where I think like the Kim Kardashian whole thing like the whole Kardashian thing happened yeah. is that people mm-hmm. see them and they see Kylie with her lips and they see, well, whatever mm-hmm. face of Chloe's that you liked um, <laughs> that and select that, <laughs> like whatever about them. And you like, yeah. you're trying to emulate that, but then you get disappointed and frustrated and then obviously hurts the self-esteem because you're not looking right. like them. You don't turn into a Kardashian. No, you have to understand so, that it's meant right. to be personalized. Like, no matter yeah. what I do, mm-hmm. I don't look like that. I'll never look like that. Um, but I can use makeup still to enhance my um, look, pers- like my personal look to my to the best that mm-hmm. it can be. It's still different, right, but you yeah, can still totally. use it for what works for you. And that's honestly the only ways that people look the best is when they're using it for themselves and what works for themselves. And same with the hairstyle thing, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And totally. and it's hard, though, because, like, all you see online is, like, perfection and these faces that are, like, no pores and no wrinkles. And, like, Yeah, Kim K flawless. had me fooled. I mean, you just spilled some goss there because I was really believing mm-hmm. she had no pores. That's so funny. Just believing. Yeah, like, I'm kiss. like, who, who is your um, editor, Kim K? Like, jeez. I know, because they are working, yeah. well, I guess, overtime, because I really would have, like, put money on that. But anyways. Well, I mean, she's a very beautiful <laughs> woman, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, she has, right. like, a, a great canvas to work with. And um, she, this but, is her yeah, thing. Like, she knows how to work with what, she knows how to work and with the she tools. Ha- like it's the say that old the meme saying right you're not ugly you're just poor like when mm-hmm. you have the resources I absolutely oh love that meme like, it could not be true or like yeah if we could afford a facial every single day I would do it right <laughs> but yeah. also like it it's, still goes with aging like you're yeah you're not old you're just still poor like, yeah yeah because i and like going back yeah. to you saying like your mom doesn't want botox and that's amazing like power to her i get botox i have fillers in my lips and it's same as like the makeup thing it's not because i'm like oh i'm ugly if i don't have that or no one will love me yeah or people think like you feel that you need it to get the right attention or to have anything like success or anything I just like looking a certain way for as long as I can and it's for me exactly and I love it I totally think but that's how you feel right now Lauren you may when you're 40 or 50 um like how you look in that way like this is what you want right now so why why not do it like it's not gonna yeah and hopefully that is the case but right (laughs) no but you may continue to do Botox still too um yeah absolutely and and who knows what we'll have then stigma needs to be taken away from it because and we kind of talked about this with um a um injections nurse like way back in uh season one and it's sort of like it's not about it's not this like secret magical thing that women do and they just come out looking 10 years younger like it's it's okay to be comfortable with wanting to improve or enhance your look mm-hmm. and yeah. we need to just like accept that and like that's what I hate about celebrities when they kind of like hide that or lie about it like right. I've never had anything done I don't know what you're talking about meanwhile like yeah, Chloe you're on yeah. phase five you've had a few things done like I don't I'm even know it's her anybody. anymore at this point that's what's crazy so I think it's like yeah. a two-step process one is accept what your face looks like you look like you you don't right. look like Kim K or Chloe or whoever the hell or anybody else anybody else and then step two from there is okay well this is what we have to work with. What do we want to do with it? And and not because we're hideous. It's because let's have some fun with it. It is still yeah. fun. It's it's the same with makeup. Like, honestly, when I do my makeup, one day I do my brows really, really bushy and thick. The next day I do them thinner. The next day I arch them higher. The next day I, I arch them lower. It's, like, fun being able to, like, manipulate your face in certain ways just to, like, see what it looks like and, and sure. have fun with it. You know what I yeah. mean? It's totally a creative um, outlet. Like, and I think that's yeah. amazing. Sure. And, and that everybody needs something, right? Like, something that is an outlet for them in some way. And yours is makeup. Yeah. And you obviously right. do a fantastic job with it. And Thank and you. I do think that's fun. And, and people need to accept that, too. It's like, you don't have to look the same every day, either, if you don't want to. Like, yeah. it's cool I love to, like, that. see what kind of concepts and creativity that you can come up with for your own face and have fun with it and people do notice that and like that is again like how you kind of get a reputation too if that's the area you want to go into it's like oh like 
you look totally different. It looks so fantastic. How did you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but just like going back to being on Glam Masters and um, having that on your resume, like you also have like a, so many other like yeah. crazy awesome things on your resume. Your resume like, is massive. <laughs> like you worked on Lizzo's makeup mm-hmm. for Saturday Night Live, I believe. Like how are you – is that all just due to the fact that like you have developed this brand and like you have some notoriety with it now? Honestly, everything is like connections, I would say. And so from Glam Masters, um, one of the other runner up, his name is Alex Mayo. He's a celebrity makeup artist to Lizzo. So he would bring me in to assist him for like these huge major things. So he would be doing the makeup, but I would be assisting him. But it all kind of came back from Glam Masters and also... I feel like because of Glam Masters, I had a year-long partnership with Burberry Beauty, like representing Canada and doing master classes for them. And they're like, oh, well, since you were on a TV show, like picked by Kim Kardashian, you were hand selected, you must be the best. So I feel like being on that show, like definitely helped, you know, spin things off. And now I have like my own makeup classes and people are like, well, because you were on the show, like I want to learn from mm-hmm. you. Give you notoriety. I mean, I'm still the same. Yeah, like I'm still the same makeup artist and I, I will say like I think that I'm really good at makeup but it definitely helped people see it a different way like see me a different way I guess so okay I wanted to open up a lot of doors I want to ask you you just said if there's like a big thing um you'd come in to assist like what is a big thing can you like run us through like say um what they do before before um a red carpet or something like how does that look in terms of like the makeup process um so so pretty much let me go to like the vmas so the vmas we are first we first were in lizzo's hotel room alex like prepped the eyebrows the face makeup and then we take does that mean um, like like cleansing toning moisturizing is that prep um prepped like that but then as well as like foundation so the face makeup is like the base is done okay the brows and the base are done so she can like throw on her sunglasses if she's seen or like has any photos to take um but obviously like the full glam is still yet to come so then we like took a bus to the vmas you go like backstage in the vip area then we go to the green room you do the first you like prep the first makeup look for a few hours it's crazy how long the day is like spread why is it taking so many hours though like what are you doing because everything is just there's so many moving parts from like nails to a hairdresser to a makeup artist so like while you're working on a client the hairdresser is doing this so then you might have to pause for a second for Mm -hmm. her to do this so it's like everybody's working together. And sometimes I think like, why don't you just do an hour yourself, then an hour yourself, then an hour yourself rather than like this, you know what I mean? Um, but I feel like it's what everyone does and it just allows everyone to have like the full three hours. So first makeup look, then she would walk the red carpet and then he, she came back and then we took off the eyes. So removed the full eyes and did another eye makeup look. So you're kind of like working really fast because now it's like for an it's for a performance. So the red carpet is like needs to be the most seamless because that's what's like captured on HD cameras. Then the um, performance makeup, you obviously want to go bigger because it's for stage. It's for like further away. Um, so Alex did like rhinestones and like I'm assisting. So I'm, you know, helping him like get the rhinestones and getting everything out um, or removing makeup with him doing different touch ups. Um, and then after her performance, she's usually, you know, sweaty. So we're like blotting, removing different things, usually keeping like the brows on. 
Um, and then you do the last makeup look, which is for her to run out and sit in the crowd for, you know, like when they go from camera to camera and yep. they're like, now Lizzo is dancing in the crowd. So like, she's literally like running there to sit there for like two seconds. Oh my God. So that's <laughs> um, planned. Oh yeah. Uh, that is actually insane. <laughs> I love that like blown. behind I the scenes. I didn't know that. I thought they were just in their seats like they should be, like the no, audience. So she's they like don't running there for like two there. minutes and then and then running back to do something else. Yeah. Oh That's my god. Insane. Insider love, information. Okay. Why are brows the like thing that can't change or like why is it the thing that's done I first? I feel like brows just take such a long time and once you like get them good you don't mess with them you know definitely. what I mean definitely Jess you of all people should know that I know but I I feel like because I do them every single day so much I can just like redo them quick like the hard parts would be like the eyes or something else right because the eyes are the thing that need to change to look different you know right. what I mean so yep. if you only ha- like I know, like, sometimes he might only have, like, 15 minutes to change the whole makeup look. So it's, like, he's eliminating what he can from that 15 minutes. So he's, like, okay, brows are done. Like, let's just focus on the eyes. Like, wipe, do concealer over. Like, it's such a hectic and, like, fast process. And it's all live. So it's, like, if you don't make it to your seat, when the camera comes right at 6 o'clock, like, yeah, with like there. one eye done, that's like really <laughs> yeah, a red so it's carpet like photo. High pressure. <laughs> and that's why I'm there to assist because it's such high pressure that if he's like, like I need this, I'm like, oh, every you know, it's it's a totally different world and it's nice to be able to assist and be in that atmosphere. Um, not doing the makeup yet because I've actually done the makeup for the Grammys um, on all of the backstage dancers, which that was a whole other experience. But you're so amazing! You've I know had that is such insane. an incredible like just life so far and the experiences, Thanks. and then so then it led you to start like your master class. So you like you have a, a school essentially, right? Is it all virtual? So I did my very first in-person masterclass in 2018 um, and I had 72 people come. So that was my first like big event. I don't know how I pulled these things off. Um, so I had 72 people. The swag bags were like $500. Um, it was crazy. And from there, I decided like I loved hosting this really fun event, but I'm not really teaching. It's more so just a fun event, but it's not like super educational. So I came up with these smaller three-day workshops that was only 12 students. And with that, I gave the students makeup kits that were valued at $3,000 per kit per student. These are all um, sponsored, which is pretty crazy. And then with that, I'm doing five makeup looks. Then they practice on models and then I critique them and then they get their photograph or their models photographed. So they leave the three-day workshop with like these $3,000 makeup kits and a new portfolio, which I feel like starting out is like super, super essential. Um, so I, I was doing that for the past two years and I was like, this is the best. Like I'm, this is what I'm going to do forever. Like I love it. And then with COVID, I actually had one scheduled in April that I've had to postpone. Like everybody's already paid up. Everything was ready to go. Um, I have literally boxes and boxes and boxes of makeup, like probably like $50,000 or more of makeup at my house right now, um, sponsored for the full year. So like just air, like just, um, foundation alone, I probably have like 400 shades. Oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I knew that I had to like switch gears and I always did want to do online. My mom was always telling me like online is how you scale is how you scale. And I was like, but it's not the same. 
Um, but I decided like there are so many people all over the world that have contacted me, like Australia, Mexico, New York, like everywhere that just can't get to Toronto. So I was like, let me do a different version of this class so people that can still do the online class when it comes but this is kind of like a level two I guess you could say for maybe people that are already makeup artists but want to learn like more of the business so each week we have like an eight-week online course now and each week you get a makeup tutorial then you have to practice on your model and send me photos and then I like critique like do this do that and then every Wednesday we have a live class on like all things business because I feel like like the business of running your business, nobody talks about it. Like they're just like, oh, makeup, makeup, makeup. But it's like, oh, you have to do contracts. You have to mm-hmm. do invoices. You have to figure out your taxes and your finances and um, PR and pitching yourself to brands and how to edit photos. Like I literally cover like everything from That's the That's amazing because I think people would really underestimate that or, or overestimate it and then be discouraged. But like even small things, how you mentioned that your totally. uh, Instagram is so cur- uh, curated and amazing. Like uh, how the hell do you know how to do that? Like, totally. So it's amazing that you're really helping people. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing currently. And I like to tell people I actually have a lot of students that have done my in-person and now are doing my online because it's so different. Like the in-person is really hands-on makeup, whereas the online's like makeup, but also super business-focused. Um, and I just really want to focus on that. I'm still going to continue doing the in-person like when COVID wraps up, hopefully soon. But I really love this yeah. online space. Like it's very interesting and it's cool. I'm so fascinated with like business. It's it's almost weird for me because I've always like been so like diehard makeup artist. I'm a makeup artist, but really I don't do makeup all that much on clients anymore because I'm doing like all these other avenues um but I love well, I feel business, like that's yeah. a natural evolution right yeah. you, and you right? always because were hustling you, you always were doing the business aspect of true. shit so yeah, yeah. you did have the interest yeah you're a total you're a total fempreneur thank you yeah I love it it's really fun and I'm like so I'm obsessed I'm right now I'm in a mastermind course for marketing and I'm in an Instagram course like I'm just always like doing courses and podcasts and like I'm obsessed with it also. And that's amazing. And you are able to share your knowledge with so many people. And obviously, like, you are someone that is a great person to mm-hmm. learn from. Yeah. And clearly knows her the shit. Fact that you've built this whole brand and this whole, like, just life for yourself is super inspiring and so Thank amazing. You. And we just love, like, meeting and talking to, like, such boss babes and, yeah. and, loving that they are willing to share their stories with other people so hopefully they can learn from it and and take tips or like feel not alone Mm -hmm. whatever like their situation is no totally um we're so honored that you were willing to do the show and like have loved talking to you i feel like there's like so much you could talk about like we could just talk to you forever and ever i'm like a chatty kathy all sorts of things Oh, well, clearly so are we. Yeah, we love it. Every it's... year was like, Juliet needs to stop talking. I'm, I'm just I always... Same. Oh, my yeah. God. All the time. Same. And literally back in the day, like, the teachers would write, Lauren is a bit of a chatty Kathy. Yeah. Which that was always so funny because my mom's name is Catherine. Oh, so Kate. Yeah. And she was like, well, that's my name. Like, that is... And, and she's she also a yeah. chatty Kathy, a chatty Kate. And she is... <laughs> that is so Totally funny. a chatty Kathy. So I come by it rightfully. Yeah. But, um... 
So, okay, I have to ask because this is the one look that I've always wanted and tried <laughs> to achieve and you have it. Um, and I feel like it's like an inside like makeup artist secret, like only makeup artists can do it. How do you achieve that like natural style look? And it, I feel like there's only a select like color palette that is used for this like so that kind of pinky but natural and it just looks so good and like it's on so many celebs like they all have that look too but i go to sephora i get the liners and i just end up looking are you talking about for lips good like yeah like her like oh let's obviously we can see julia like a nude this look i don't know what to call it i don't know what it is so i so every single time i do my lipstick I always, so I always start with like something that is super, super, super nude. And if I were to do it all over my lips, I would look like a crazy person. But I always use something very nude, but then you pair it with a brown eye or a brown lip liner, like a very, uh, you know, cool tone lip liner. Um, and then you create like this ombre effect. So you're able to customize your lip color with the lip liner. Um, so I just say like go really, really nude and then like shade it in with your liner and then you can just pair it off with like a lip gloss on top and it works every time. But if you want to know the actual shades, it's Bare Minerals Smooch is the best. And then KKW Beauty Classic Iconic Lip Liner. It's like my go-to every single day. Okay. And is that just for you, your coloring or everyone uses that? Like Honest, no, this is for my coloring or like people that have lighter skin um or more fair but obviously if you have a deeper skin you would just like kind of I always like to have two shades a shade that is like three three shades lighter than your lip color for the the middle and then three shades darker for the lip liner and then you can really customize great tip so I'm always about like mixing and so three shades lighter for the inside and three shades darker for the liner That's so simple, and I will remember yeah. that, and I'm going to go to Sephora tomorrow and buy it because it's just, yeah, like, such a totally. nice look that is day and night, and it, mm-hmm. go, like, it just completes, like, the look. And for me, like, I don't totally. love eye makeup I other than mascara, so I always, Your like, want girl. to big up my lips more. Okay, mm-hmm. but you lost me when you were even describing this look. What did you call it, Lauren? I didn't call it anything. Uh, I think you said like a natural. Oh, how did you natural, even know what she was talking glossy, about? Yeah, like it's just like um, yeah, it's an enhanced natural look. Like obviously, I can see that you have like lipstick mm-hmm. on your face or makeup on your lips, but right. um, it's it's a look yeah, but it's that not like it, a red. Or I something. feel that a lot of makeup artists wear on themselves and celebrities mm-hmm. have. But it seems very difficult yeah. to achieve as the normal person. <laughs> so. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like the number one thing that people um, don't do, which helps achieve the look, is lip liner. Like people just grab a MAC lipstick and put it all over their lips, which is fine if you're doing a color. But if you're doing any type of like pink or nude, you need like a lip liner to like diffuse it and like melt yeah, it Yeah, and together. I love a lip liner. So I, feel I like love lip liners. Don't seem to yeah, me too. Particular look. So now I know the tip. So. Julia, leave us with like, you know, a tip that you would give somebody who's like trying to get into the business, a makeup artist, um, like someone who's young, just starting out, uh, like what could you give them? Honestly, I just would say to be very, very consistent and like keep pushing out content, even if it's just for your portfolio. So you have that for your clients. And a lot of times people say to me, like, I don't have any clients. So how am I supposed to do content or how am I supposed to build to my portfolio? 
I would like recommend setting up a trade for print, which means you're working with a photographer and a model and you're both doing it for, or you're all doing it for free and you're building onto your portfolio. So that's the number one thing. It's just like continue to like push up content, practice, build your portfolio. It doesn't have to be paid, even if it's on your friend or your sister or, or you know, anybody. Just like keep practicing. And even though you're not getting paid, people are like, oh, Julie's pumping out more content. Like, oh, Julie's doing this and this gig and this thing. You know what I mean? Like, so when I started, that was what I was doing. People would message me like, oh my God, Julie, you're on fire. Like I need to hire you for my wedding. And really I was doing all these trade for prints for free. So it's just a good like thing to add to your portfolio. And it also like looks good to the client. So I would, I would recommend that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And also take Julia Dantas's, um masterclass. Yes. Obviously that will help too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Actually, well, just tell everyone, yeah, where they can find you, where they can find your masterclass and uh, anything else they should know. Yeah, so everything is under my name, Julia Dantas. Um, and then for my Instagram, it's Julia Dantas Beauty. So Julia Dantas, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to find me. If you don't know, now you will. Awesome. And as always, follow us at perspective underscore podcast on Instagram. And yeah, check out Julia Dantas. I'm sorry, I think I was saying it wrong. So Julia Dantas, <laughs> not Dantas. She very politely corrected you on that one. <laughs> Yes, you could have corrected me. Oh, no, I wasn't, or I didn't even pay attention. That's hilarious. Yeah, so don't forget to rate and subscribe. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show, babe. It was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. A girls' night chit chat. Yes, we absolutely love chatting with you. So thank you again. And hopefully we get to chat with you again soon. Yeah, keep up the good work. Thank you. Okay, see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.